Hey everyone, it's been a minute, but we're back with another episode of the Under the Scope podcast, uh, calling in from St. Louis. I'm your host, Will Brost, and live from Nashville is the boy wonder, Patrick Anderson. Goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Here I am. So it's it's been a minute. Um, we've been busy with life and such. I moved. Uh, we've had congratulations on the move. Well, thank you. I mean, I still haven't unpacked yet, even though I've been here two to three weeks. But you know, I'll That's get hard. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I like to just when I move, I look to places. I like to just keep everything on or just packed up so that I'm I I, I know that I'll move somewhere else. Yeah, I'll just unpack Never it as I need down. it. Just <laughs> life's an adventure. Every, for no matter how long it is, for years, just boxes of things. <laughs> who, who knows, man? I might move to like Norway real quick, man. I'm a free spirit. Yeah. yeah. I like to just have my things at the ready just because I like, you know, being spontaneous. <laughs> I have wanderlust. So. Like last week when I went, you know, to Memphis, you know, three hours away, <laughs> thought about moving. <laughs> Okay, so in these three weeks, uh, we haven't been totally absent. Um, we have been working on a blog review, as we hinted to in our last episode. Uh, the thing is, we're done with it. We're done with it. We, you know, our words are there. It's all edited. It's ready for publishing. We just forgot to actually publish it. So one, <laughs> once one of us pushes that... Such a <laughs> yeah, literally all it is... We did all of that work, and literally all the all it is for the rest of it is just hit that publish button. <laughs> yep, we just got to hit a button. Uh, we'll let you know when we do, uh, and when we do push that publish button, you can find a review of the new Jay Z album 444 on surprise surprise. Uh huh. I it we gave you pretty subtle hints last time, so if you picked it up, good on you. Um, but you can find the blog at under the scope site. S I T E dot wordpress.com. That's C O M. Um, so we've been working on that blog. We're done with the blog. Now we're back to podcasting. And uh, we got another hip hop project to discuss. And a couple uh, hip hop projects on, yeah. uh, on these on these reviews. I tell you what, after what has been a pretty disappointing year in hip hop so far, uh, a lot of my favorite acts in the genre have been releasing albums over the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, you know, giving away my opinion on this particular album, but a lot of my favorite acts have been releasing music lately. Shout out to Shabazz mm-hmm. Palace's Billy Woods, Milo, uh, etc. But this time we're talking about the new Tyler the Creator album, Flower Boy, alternatively titled Scum Fuck Flower Boy. <laughs> <laughs> when when he said that this album was called Scumfuck Flower Boy, I was like, oh, okay, good. Uh, how am I gonna put this on Facebook and yeah, and, right, yeah, yeah, like that my parents follow me on. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to get a call from my dad being like, Will scum, and then you put like you put like the the surprise <laughs> like the shocked face emoji, and then Flower Boy. <laughs> <laughs> mm, scum emoji Flower Boy. Um, so yeah hmm. interesting well he is a millennial so i guess that makes sense <laughs> those millennials and their emoticons um i just don't really get it <laughs> all right 
Um, so Tyler, the creator, brief intro on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a 26-year-old rapper, producer, music video director, uh, etc. I mean, he does everything. From Ladera Heights, California. Adult Swim. Adult oh, Swim right. show cure creator. That's right. He has the, the show Lawyer he a, Squad. He has a new one. I think he has a new one coming out, too. He is He's involved in a lot of things. He's crazy talented. He's very mm-hmm. he's very creative. He's like uh, how Nick Cannon tries to do everything, except Tyler's better at every aspect. <laughs> he's like he's got the hustle of Nick Cannon, but also talent. But the, yeah, but but <laughs> add talent to Nick Cannon and a little bit of edge, and you might get Tyler the Creator. Um, so right, yeah. <laughs> Tyler was the leader and co-founder of the now defunct hip hop collective Odd Future, uh, a group that at the time. Uh, brought plenty of creativity, but also plenty of controversy. Um, as far as Tyler's solo discog, uh, he released his Bastard mixtape in 2010, uh, his debut album Goblin in 2011, Wolf in 2013, Cherry Bomb in 2015, and now Scum Fuck Flower Boy in 2016. There we go. Yep. Loud and proud, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just Flower Boy now, unfortunately. Um, in my brief mm-hmm. opinion, before we get started on the album itself, uh, I am a fan of Tyler. However, I think he is one of the least consistent acts in hip-hop right now. Um, just every other album, I either love it or I just think it's hot garbage. Uh, however, this one has been getting a lot of praise. Uh, Pitchfork gave Flower Boy Best New Music 8.5 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic's mm-hmm. rating is 84 out of 100. Uh, critics seem to love it across the board. Just kind of glancing through these reviews, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of negativity. Um, save, Needle Drop gave it an 8. Yeah, Needle Drop gave it an 8. Uh, the only negative review I've seen so far is, I think, Consequence of Sound gave it like a C plus or something like that, which I guess is technically not negative, <laughs> but it might as well be. Well, who cares about Consequence? Who cares about Consequence of Sound? Consequence, <laughs> consequence of Sound, specific, not, not Consequence, the rapper. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who cares about Consequence? <laughs> we don't on this episode of the podcast because he's not featured on the album. We don't, yeah. Yeah, he has no relevance to this record. So. <laughs> he doesn't. He does not. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Um, That's what the, the podcast should be, just like how un... How, <laughs> How unrelated consequences <laughs> to this album. We start talking how about how little of a part he plays in the uh, creation of this. Just, I don't see much consequence influence on this, really. That's how we uh, should begin every discussion: is is consequence featured on this album? Yes or no? <laughs> yes or no? Thank you for listening to the other scope. <laughs> All right, so I'll begin actual discussion. Uh, with a simple question for my co-host. Yes. Is this Tyler, the Creator's best album? Yes. Thank you for listening to the Under the Scope podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Okay. Let's get into no, it. I, I do. I, I really, I really think it is. Um, I've, I've, I think that my favorite before this came out um, was Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh and but like but the difference between this record and wolf and goblin and bastard 
Uh, I think we're pretty both in agreement of Cherry Bomb being like, oh my god, you know, yeah. the miss, unbelievable, and all of and all of that. Unbel- one of the worst yeah, albums right. of 2015, but, honestly. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like, I think that um, the difference that sets this apart is like how like really personal and uh, and like separate from the Odd Future. Um, shtick this is oh because yeah. like the because the thing is like with the with the solo records of of bastard goblin and wolf there's there was still like like odd i think wolf like was right when odd future was starting or had split up like within that mm-hmm. year yeah because uh i believe channel, right? yeah channel orange had come out like the summer before that and like Earl was dropping his solo album which didn't have a ton yeah, so of everybody was, yeah they, everyone was kind of focusing yeah, on their solo careers um the, right yeah yeah I think the last odd future tape that the one with the donut cover um was in 2012 so Wolf would have been like right yeah. after the last odd future project so yeah right yeah so like the 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 thing is like like with this with those like i like i i felt like there's so much of the odd future influence and so much of like that identity going on in in those in those albums and in this one it's like so it it feels so separate from that and it feels like so much more personal and um and and like tyler has actually given us like a real transparent look at like who he is as a person and as a creative. It's really um, because uh, he's executive. He executively produced this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 written everything by himself, and he's taken time since Wolf to really think about. I, I, I'm 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 putting Cherry and Bob <laughs> as like kind of a, as kind of a creative one off. Oh, sure, sure for him. You know, so I'm like, it feels like he's really taken time to just like think about who he wants to be artistically and things like that. And, and like the, the, the expression on this one is like very distinct and very separate, I think, from what was previously going on. And I really, really like what he's done with it. So yeah, I think that it's his best. And I felt pretty. I, th- I think I felt pretty much that I liked it his best, like, right away, almost. I think um, I kind of disagree with it. Or I, I don't want to say disagree, but I had a different uh, experience. Like, I think this record gets better every time I listen to it. <clears throat> Whereas the the first time I listened to it, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was a, clearly a step up from Cherry Bomb. I'm like, okay, yeah. whatever. I'll luckily I'm doing a podcast on this, so I'll listen to it a few more times. And each time it just gets more enjoyable and more enjoyable because I guess this is so different than his past material that it takes a little bit mm-hmm. to get used to. Um, as far as whether I think I think that I I think that I just liked the style that he decided to go for like so immediately that mm-hmm. I, I I like it like for me I just I. I enjoyed it like straight off the bat. Like I, I really, really liked it right off just because I, I, I think I like heard the style that he would decided to go for. And, and I was sold on it like right from there. I think there are, are if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause this is a, 
especially from a production standpoint, it's his most like fully realized, fully formed. Like yeah, exactly. It, there's more layers to the production this time. It's it's more lavish, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are hints of this on Wolf. Like there, there's a song here and there on Wolf that like uh, was kind of, I guess, maybe a blueprint to some of the tracks we hear on here. Um, but other than those couple of tracks, this kind of came out of nowhere. Um, <clears throat> as far as whether I think this is his best. Uh, it's sort of weird, but yes, me as a 24 year old man, it right now, if you had to, if I had to pick what his best project is, Flower Boy is his best project, but I don't enjoy this album as much as 20 year old me enjoyed Wolf. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that totally makes sense. Cause I think like, like objectively it's his best work precisely but from a from a from like a nostalgic or a personal standpoint like it does it wasn't as like yeah i get that yeah like wolf was probably one of my favorite hip-hop records of that year um and but now listening to like this and then going back and listening to wolf it's like well this is clearly better like maybe i have you know i enjoyed wolf more at the time but if I listen to both now for the first time. It clearly uh, Flower Boys is best. Um, but yeah, I guess what uh, we can get into some of the more specifics. Uh, what tracks, I guess, stood out to you? Who That Boy is uh, is like, I, th- I mean, that's the clear standout. The lead single. Um, and I think it's, yeah, and I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Um, I think that I, well, okay, sorry. And it's not phenomenal. The second <laughs> verse is kind of weak, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but like, I, I think it was. I, I think that I was very, very pleasantly surprised whenever, uh, whenever he dropped it. And I think that it's like a really good addition to this album because it's, it's. I mean, the second verse is just kind of like, I don't know. The second part of it just kind of throws it all off, but like the inclusion of ASAP Rocky on it mm-hmm. um, and the production and everything and the lyrical work on the first half at least is such a it's it's such a good resurgence back for Tyler um, that I think that I, I really I really like it um, and it's um, it's one of the than, uh, sorry uh, it's one of the few like hype tracks on this record yeah exactly yeah it's one of the few bangers that's actually on here but yeah, because uh, it yeah, because that's definitely where where yeah, what it what it is. It's a banger. Um, where this flower blooms, hmm. I like I like quite a bit um, with Frankie. Frankie, oh, I I don't yeah, I like I like all, like both of the tracks that he's on the nine one one Mister Lonely, and uh, and the where this flower blooms. He just him and him and Tyler just have like such a like chemistry together that like it they just i don't know they work so well together that it's like like him on a tyler track is just like i don't know it it just fits perfectly like it, it could it, it feels like it could go either way like honestly like it could be a frank ocean track or a tyler the creator track right um because they're so they're so they have such a good chemistry and they know each other so well and, um, but yeah i like i like where this flower blooms quite a bit i think the production's gorgeous on it uh, I think Frank's feature is 
a little corny. Yeah, it's a little. But uh, it's like <laughs> it's a little corny, but it's like it's like it's fitting, and it's and he sounds great on it, um, at least. Um, but so I, I I like it mostly from a production standpoint. I think it's really pretty. I love the. Um, uh, I also like night. What? Oh, sorry. What's, what? Sorry. Real quick on that one. I thought the the piano outro on where the flower blooms. It was yeah. Like, that that I thought was like one of the best moments on the whole thing, which mm-hmm. is just an instrumental. But still. The, his his. His whole his whole like jazz influence on this record is mm. like it, it's really clear and it's really well executed. The production on this thing is is fantastic, and that's really like the biggest takeaway from it. Like he's got some really good verses on here, and uh, and some really like uh, some really memorable and catchy hooks and things like that. But like for me, the production on the on the this record was like probably the biggest takeaway and it's uh that i that i got you get like with this production you get the classic tyler the creator type of synth like he loves Mm -hmm. that synth and it's the same type of synth you would hear on wolf or even like goblin but yeah it's like that that grimy like dark like yeah it's or like heavy just heavy heavy synth like unignorable synth right like it's clearly Um, a synth beat but this time he adds like brass sometimes he'll add strings to it he'll add like this heavy bass to like counteract the synth i i think it i agree with you i think the production is the the biggest takeaway uh from this project and it's very unique to tyler it's very recognizably tyler when you hear it even though it's more extravagant than his production in the past um and so I was amazed by the production almost all the way through. There's a ton of variety in the production. It's all very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have pretty much zero qualms uh, from a production standpoint on this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that he nailed it with that aspect at least. Um, another track I really liked was Boredom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I, I think that it's a, it's a really it's a really good it's a really good track just about. Like it's a really good lyrical track, just about like um, him basically just sympathizing with the whole millennial culture of creative boredom, and uh, and and constantly needing to feel entertained and you know things like that and um, and the the hook is really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I it's it at first I didn't like it that much, but like I like it more and more. Oh, I love that hook right away. Um, yeah sometime. i i i liked it so i i i didn't i i liked it at first i think that it was just like i don't know hmm. i like subtle hooks a little bit more okay um than like than like obviously um i don't know that, i guess that that's and and the the hook to non-hook ratio on this song is pretty big like the, you'll hear yeah, the hook several yeah, times yeah yeah, I think that that's that that might have that might have been a thing too. It's just like there are so many of of like these like type of hooks that are like it's like these are definite like um, these are definite hooks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like he he had just like there there's there's not a lot of subtlety in the hooks or anything like that, but they are so catchy and they're really well done. Um, so, but I I I liked I like I like it 
quite a bit. I think that it's probably the most well done hook on here, honestly. This this track, when I heard it the first time, I immediately thought of Knights from Frank Ocean's Blonde. Just with the style of guitar, the heavy like echo on it, very clean. And then I Oh, I could yeah, I, I didn't think about that. I looked it up. It's the same guitarist, which that's why. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I forget Good his catch. name. Nice ear. Yeah, uh, Austin Feinstein. But yeah, just the way the guitar echoed and I think cuz there was a lot of singing, I <laughs> I immediately just like, "Oh, maybe he should have gotten Frank to do this." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, this kind of sounds like a song that could have been on Blonde." But uh, that that's one of my favorite tracks too. It might be my absolute favorite track. Um, the first like oh, okay. ninety seconds of it are just beautiful. Once again, mm-hmm. it's like not really a part that involves Tyler, <laughs> but it, it's still one of my favorite, you know, sections of the project. Um, like you said, great hooks, drums are great. Uh, it's very long. It could have been cut down like a minute or so, but. Over. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's kind of the only thing that I have um, on any aspect of, or like the, I guess not any like the only thing, but like one of the biggest things I have on on uh, on some of these songs is just the length of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is a little bit much. They're, like, they're consistently Huda, like Huda Boy. Yeah, Huda Boy is a clear example of that one. Yeah, that, I agree with you on that, by the way. I didn't get to get that out. But yeah, Who That Boy, after the first ASAP Rocky verse, I'm kind of like done with the song by that point. Because mm-hmm. I love like the... Yeah, when, yeah. He's, when he's rapping about being in his McLaren. Right. And uh, yeah, like at, on the on the very last verse, like Tyler's very last verse, it's just like, it, it feels kind of useless. Exactly. It doesn't so. add anything. It could have been like a two and a half minute song and I would have enjoyed it just mm-hmm. as much. But... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Here. Anyway, what what are your what are your favorite tracks on here? So other than you know Who Dat Boy and Boredom, uh, I have two others that I put a star by. You already mentioned one of them, Nine One One, Mister Lonely. That song, yeah, es- yeah. especially the Nine One One part. Um, uh huh. It's just it's so sweet. Yeah, and and then you got the uh, the ring ring ring. I'm like, oh, that's so, uh-huh, it's, yeah. it's so smooth. It's so like. It's charming, and which, cartoony. Yeah, almost too. like it's it's playful. Yeah. It put a smile on my face. It, it made it, a really dumb smile. I'm like, oh, that's actually really adorable for a Tyler the Creator mm-hmm. song. <laughs> but <laughs> but you heard, uh, or I heard the snippet because it was at the very end of the Who That Boy video for like 40 seconds. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, oh I'm my ready, god, yeah. I need to hear this because I thought Who That Boy. Obviously, it's one of my favorite tracks. But when I heard the 911. I'm like, oh shoot this album actually could be really freaking good um yeah right yeah but yeah uh, uh, once it gets to the mr lonely part of the song it's cool you know the the themes he's talking about just like he's lonely and maybe he acts lonely because he like didn't have a pet growing up and you know he didn't have a lot of friends growing up so he acts more isolated in that regard i thought it was kind of cool but it's pretty much just a rap verse um so yeah, if he made nine one one a separate song from Mister Lonely, that probably would have been like my absolute favorite on here. Um, but I think my absolute number one favorite track right now is uh, also Tyler's favorite track on his own album, um, "See You Again." With oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just it's. I think it's the best. Um, 
example that brings together everything that I think you and I adore about this project. Uh, great hook, first of mm-hmm. all. Yeah, um, right, yeah. Uh, at, like, killer hook. Uh, the synths are fantastic. Tony, 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 <laughs> and the hook is like, it, it takes up like 30 seconds every time he does the hook because he sings his bit and then the feature yeah she sings her bit can i get a kiss yeah yeah Yeah. so it's it's the hook it's the synths there's brass there's like heavy bass in points of this song it's very layered Mm -hmm. it's very lovely (laughs) which again is like i didn't expect to say these things about a tyler song but here we are um the lyrically it's about this I guess I think it's about a man that he sees in his, and we'll get to this in a moment, but uh, mm-hmm. it's this guy he, I guess he's like a dream guy, like someone he only sees, um, you know, when he's sleeping or whatever, just kind of fantasizing about him. Um, he has that, wonder if you look both ways when you cross my mind. I thought that was kind of a cool, a cool line. Um, but yeah, th- yeah, this is probably the, the catchiest song on here maybe the easiest one to get into but it's also one of the most layered from a production standpoint uh lyrically i think he put a lot of effort into it which is again not typical of tyler the creator judging from his past work um yeah yeah you can tell on this record just how much like effort lyrically production wise like curating features like you can really see like the amount of effort i feel like and that's like and that's such a separation from where he was like on his previous records well, and i and i like a lot of those records but for completely different reasons than I. yeah like. exactly yeah like especially lyrically he i feel like he tried lyrically on every single track here which on past projects you would get these either really half-assed lyrics on a overly hype party track or whatever or you'd get like these mm-hmm. really edgy cringy lyrics that like looking back yeah, shock like, value lyrics exactly exa- yeah like a uh, old school Eminem type but without like the complex syllables and internal rhymes <laughs> right yeah so or it's it's like a XXX tentacion type of <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I will spare none of you peasants <laughs> yeah <laughs> death will be terrible but yeah I thought those those four tracks are my stars uh, the Who Dat Boy 911 See You Again and Border yeah I'd put See You I'd put See You Again in there too mm-hmm. um, yeah that that hook is actually you're right that's that's the best hook on here it's it's like it, it's like a double hook almost but that right uh, but both of them are uh, are are great they're they're both interesting they they last throughout the whole thing they keep or they keep their shine throughout the whole song. Um, and they and they contribute to the rest of the verses too. They're beautiful. And with, I really like. With these hooks, he pulled off a very difficult uh, goal, I guess. Uh, something a, a difficult accomplishment in that these hooks they are like this close to being corny, but because of the the the, the production and the themes of the album and just the kind of guy Tyler is they come mm-hmm. off with like a lot of charisma and yes maybe they are corny but they're done in like a really confident way so it it's just more charming than anything like you give yeah. you give like you tell big sean to do a hook like this and it's like the corniest thing you'll hear all year. <laughs> <laughs> 
2020, 2020 vision. <laughs> boy. Okay. <laughs> Flower boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, boy. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Tyler's just, he's, he's really creative. Even when I don't like his stuff, uh, he's a very creative person, and he's the kind of person that could pull off these sort of song topics, these hooks, this production. Like, this isn't even hip-hop production, really. Like, it's all very uh, like indie pop a lot of the time. I don't know. It's very yeah, it, it's very it, interesting. It's, it's really distinct and it, it feels really personal like all the way through. You know, cuz yeah, you're right. Like there's nobody else really like except for maybe Frank Ocean or you know somebody else right. from that odd future uh outfit that could that I could see like you know doing something with these beats. Exactly. Know? exactly like like because these things are just they're 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 so they're so distinct and so personal so i yeah it's amazing that, i think that he and that, what? that uh like the leaders of odd future at one point were him and earl sweatshirt like that's so weird given where both of them are at in their careers right now yeah you're right and just yeah. like could you imagine earl rapping over like any of these tracks <laughs> like it's just oh my god it's dude. so weird he's so yeah he's so <laughs> separate now from that whole that whole thing like yeah because earl on any of these tracks is just <laughs> like like what that just does not fit no <laughs> right? just like you look through the track list it's like what no earl feature it's like uh yeah no earl feature not for this one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right put him on put him on mr lonely <laughs> <laughs> that, that's real all right uh do you want to get to uh the garden shed and kind of the elephant in the room or do you even yeah, want to talk no, about this? I, yeah, I, I, I did want to. I did want to get into that. Um, I wanted to point out first, though, mm-hmm. while you were talking about um, Mr. Lonely, mm-hmm. and like, uh, like just like one of my like one of my favorite lines from the uh, from the uh, the whole album is whenever he's talking about his cars, um, mm. and he's uh, what does he say? Yeah, I know you're sick of me talking about cars, but. The, what the fuck else do you want from me that's the only thing keeping me company right yeah I, it was that because like it, it's such a it, i liked it so much just because it's like in context with the rest of the album he does talk about his cars like on almost every track he has some sort of reference to his cars um in one way or another and uh and then he brings it all like self self reflectively back on this track that's already about you know being lonely and um, things like that and yeah i i really liked it i think it tied in the i i like how it tied in the rest of the album in like this self-referential way is speaking of that that's a very good point that i didn't really pick up on but uh, to tie into that uh, the very first lyrics on here on this whole album are some of my favorite just because i love the wordplay where he's like, uh, it, and it's about cars. It's like, how many cars can I get before I run out of drive? And then how many, how right. much drive can I have before I run out of road or something like that? And he just has a whole verse in that sort of uh, wordplay theme. And I thought that was brilliant. But I need to pay more attention to next time I listen, like just all of the different uh, self-referential moments. Because there are a lot of, I guess, car themes. And there are a lot of themes of just flowers or seeds petals stuff like that um Mm -hmm. 
but it's it, it, he tied it up I think very nicely thematically um, but yeah 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 but yeah so I just wanted to point that out because I was going to point it out but then we got talking about uh, um, uh, see you again oh right yeah yeah well, yeah you know that and I'll see you again <laughs> that's what we're talking about by the way killer hook just one yeah. great hook <laughs> yeah. very interesting production <laughs> just alright let's uh, but yeah let's talk about let's talk about Garden Shed Garden Shed Garden Shed Garden Shed <laughs> so yeah uh, kind of the political background to the to this to this record <laughs> so the um the thing with I'll just briefly discuss why everyone's talking about this track and everyone was talking about this track before the album even came out before we even heard the song because I guess the lyrics were put up on genius already before anyone had ever heard the songs so hardcore fans were reading the Tyler lyrics shout out to them I don't think I would do that (laughs) just like reading the lyrics of a song that hasn't been released yet um Mm -hmm. But on this song, he doesn't explicitly say it, but his entire rap verse might as well be him coming out of the closet, which mm-hmm. is very interesting for a, a, a hip-hop artist who has had a not-so-pleasant relationship with the LGBT community. Um, just a couple quote, like a couple pull quotes I took out of the verse. Um he talks about coming out of the garden shed, you know, kind of coming out of the closet. Uh, he says, uh, there were feelings that I was guarding, uh, thought it was a phase, thought mm-hmm. it, thought it'd be like the phrase poof gone, but it's still going on. Um, the whole verse is really just like, uh, his emotional complications trying to either accept that he is gay or I guess bisexual or him trying to convince himself that he's not. Uh, but ultimately, he does come out, and he references on this track and a couple of other tracks, lyrics of, uh, what does he say on that I Ain't Got Time? He says something like, I've been kissing white boys since 2004, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he has verses, or uh, you know, lyrics sprinkled throughout uh this project alluding to it, but this is the most explicit example of him coming out. So and, and thoughts on this thoughts on this, uh, what was perceived as a homophobic rapper being one of the arguably the most notable rapper to be out of the closet. It's, it's, it's a very interesting subplot that because of the themes on the album, I think has to be addressed. Uh, it'd be really difficult to just look over this when discussing yeah. the content yep and well and some people have been uh and, and uh, writing things and just posting things about like how like they're skeptical that you know mm-hmm. he's not actually gay and he's and he's just like uh either trolling the the community like you know like how tyler mm-hmm. you know kind of how he is um or you know he's i don't know like he's just like using it as like a um just like a something to just kind of like i guess 
you know, market him, not market himself as, but just like like a like a character to play. Basically. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's and and some people have been saying stuff. But the thing is, like, there's so much referential stuff on here, mm-hmm. and so much like, so much like transparent heart and like passion that's put into this project that like I have a pretty hard time believing that like you know that like he's just doing it for a trolling reason or you know there's so much like self-reflection on this thing like you know it's pretty it's pretty clear like that there's something else like there's something else going on there it's not just like something just to be like you know play this character um, for an album or whatever. I, I, I agree. I think it's very genuine and it would be yeah. really weird if he was this sort of character or he just did it to generate controversy and buzz because this mm-hmm. whole album is sort of a testament to where he's at right now and nothing else, Every it'd be weird for every other song on here to feel really sincere and then the track where he comes out of the closet be not sincere like that that would be weird to me uh so mm-hmm. besides i think so, it's yeah i think it i think it's weird to not give him the benefit of the doubt anyway well yeah and it's like that i feel like that's like almost kind of like i don't know i feel like that's kind of homophobic in itself is just by mm-hmm. like by like by telling somebody that even though because they've, they've had like homophobic like references in the past and things like that or whatever that like oh no 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 there's no way that you could actually be a part of this you know community or mindset or anything like that like it's like there's that's not like that's not how that's not how that works like it's not like it's not like you can just all of a sudden select and choose Uh what's you know that's it's the same thing right that's the same thing and and people that are like that are that that won't just accept that just because like they in the past people have you know said like pretty yeah. terrible things about that you know about the 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 gay community like I, like I don't know that's just as that's just as bad you yeah, know yeah we've we, it's like gatekeeping it's really weird like uh what's the guy's name uh Milo. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, 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 Yanapolis or something like that. Yeah, so he's gay, but he's also this alt right, you know, troll or whatever. And you know, he's just as gay as any gay person who is very pro, you know, pro liberal, pro LGBT, you know, whatever. It, it's weird to uh, like want people to come out of the closet and be themselves, but also kind of shut them off if they're not quite the standard of what... If they're not, like, if they're not, like, with it. Yeah, like, if you're not, you know, like, if you're if not a not, part of the movement or whatever, it's like... Yeah, and so, yeah, it's like, if you're not down for, you know, whatever, I don't know, down for, down for the cause, I don't know if that's, like... Right, yeah. The right use of that phrase, but like a part you know of what the, I mean. Like a part of the culture or something like that. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly like that, like... Like you almost have to be of a certain type of mentality Which, yeah. in order to like in, in order to like come out of the closet and be accepted as a as a gay man. That's what's like yeah. that's that's what that says to me. It just with, adds a ton of pressure on it. Like it's already a really hard decision to just be like, Hey, I'm gay. And when you come out you at least hope that 
that new community is going to accept you because you came out and did this brave thing. But right, and in this and to be fair, this is a very I think this is a minority of people. You know, I think most people in the LGBT community have no problem with Tyler the Creator being gay. But there are you know think pieces out there that are just like, well, okay, Tyler's gay. What do we do now? Like you don't do anything you just <laughs> yeah yeah well and that's that's the thing too is like um like um, i feel like this has been handled pretty well for the most part like mm-hmm. you know there there wasn't like a huge like media storm you know it's mostly just been like like things here and there mm-hmm. um like little think pieces here and there from from random places that have that have kind of caught my attention that I'm that I've just kind of like been a little bothered by but so there wasn't like a big stink about it in the widespread media you know I mean Tyler's not that famous so right right you know but like it's still like a big deal where like maybe even a few years ago I feel like this could have been something a lot bigger than what it you know what it ended up being which is good Um, that's a good thing yeah that's a good thing yeah because yeah because like it create like like you said like it feel it it makes it feel like it's everybody else's business when this person is trying to come out of the closet and be themselves and everything and then it's all of a sudden everybody's acting like oh how do we react to it right it's like it's like why do you need to react to this like you know and and like that's yeah, just to just to quickly, you know, reiterate a disclaimer. I think we're only talking about this because it's within context of the album. But if this Yeah, exactly. If if Flower Boy had nothing to do with his sexuality, we just I, I think we would just ignore it. You know, cuz it's uh, I don't know. To us it's not I mean, congratulations, you know, for coming out. That's very brave, but we don't want to make it like Oh my God! Look at this guy. He's gay. Isn't that interesting and weird? Like, I, I guess we're just we're talking about it more in context of the record than yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I, that's yeah. That yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So from a hip hop perspective, he is now the most notable, I think, LGBT hip hop artist, which is interesting in itself. Um, I mean, uh, depending on if you want to call Frank Ocean a hip hop artist, I wouldn't. Yeah, but I yeah, he's 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 if he's anything, he's an R and B artist. Right, right. Uh, and some people so, are calling him an indie artist, which is yeah. I was gonna say like he kind of toes he toes yeah. in the line of just being an indie artist too. Yeah, like his sound is indie, but he's very popular. But I guess before. Not a lot of names came up when you thought of LGBT artists. You know, uh, Dej Loaf, I think, is LGBT. Um, Cakes Tequila. Uh, Kevin Abstract is a very uh, up-and-coming LGBT hip-hop artist. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very... I, I don't want to say it's a small pool because I don't know, but it's a pool that isn't getting a lot of limelight. Um, and if Tyler does somehow, like, uh, embrace his sexuality and like really push forward the movement of more acceptance in the hip hop community for LGBT acts. I think that'd be great. I don't think he has to, I don't think he's responsible to do it, but it it would be great to see because I think he could do it. Um, you know, just by having more LGBT artists on his projects or him, 
you know, kind of co-signing other LGBT artists. I think he's already a big fan of Kevin Abstract. Um, but yeah, it, it's just hip hop is this, and it's always has been this straight boys club. You know, no women uh, unless you're like really hot and shaking your ass and stuff. And then, you know, no, uh, you know, LGBT because that's not, that's not hood or that's not tough. That's not manly and macho and everything that hip hop stereotypically stands for. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause there's the, there's the stigma of, 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 of being gay or being LGBT or, you know, it, of just a weaker man basically exactly so, yeah and that's not what hip-hop was founded on is founded on you know all straight men and all men that are you know that were like tough right. and and brutal and and just didn't give a fuck right and you know and and uh and, and you know that's i don't know and definitely like a lot of there was a lot of like homophobic mm-hmm. like tendencies like in the early days of hip hop and stuff too which i think was just a cultural thing at that point yeah and that was when uh, mostly when like aids was you know that's when that the aids uh yeah right exactly it, it, right and even artists like a tribe called quest have had these really homophobic songs that are just like whoa like you listen to them now and it's like geez really tribe yeah they're like this <laughs> they're this positive group how could they ever say something bad about the lgbt community but that's that's hip hop that's just uh, yeah that's, i think it was mostly a cultural i think it was mostly a cultural thing at that point too yeah you know cuz it was like a lot easier to just like you know at that point and especially in hip hop and just to you know to like just hate on the lgbt community cuz it wasn't like so it wasn't so public right Right. And now it's so public, you know. Yeah, now. But anyway, let's 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 get back to the album because we're we're getting we're getting on a we're getting away from from all of this. Right. Right. So I kind of want to talk about a couple of missteps um, because I don't think this album is perfect. Um, I have a complaint. Uh, Maybe my major complaint with this record is a complaint that you have expressed about even the greatest albums by the gorillas and do you know what i'm talking about bad endings bad endings i'm sorry but the yeah the the last three songs on here i think are probably not that they're outright trash but they're like the most forgettable songs on the record for me um Mm -hmm. like if he just ended after 911 i thought like just make it a 10 track like 30 minute record the same way Earl did with I Don't Like Shit. And I thought it would have been a lot better, but I just find myself stopping when I listen to the record front to back. I kind of stop after Mr. Lonely um, and just kind of yeah. call it a day at that. So, yeah, so <laughs> I I do agree with you um, on on that. Uh, they're definitely like the weaker, the weaker tracks mm-hmm. on this. At first, I thought November... I really liked it. I thought that it, you know, at first I was, I thought that I was like, yeah, this is like such a positive track and it's such a good thing for, uh, for, you know, like the millennial generation to just kind of like sit back and remember like, you know, 
what makes you you and things like that and you know the important things blah 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 but it's just like kind of cheesy you know i I thought the the moment where he asks everyone what their november is and then they come yeah exactly like that at first when i heard i'm like oh yeah and now i'm like oh yeah yeah it it reminds me of um the outro for b by common except i much prefer that because i don't know it's over the jay dilla beat and i'm like oh that's yeah right yeah that's really soulful that's really nice this just kind of felt a little uh like heavy-handed maybe i don't know that this is the one moment i think is actually corny even though it is yeah it's yeah it's just corny like it's like like i i it was definitely like well-intended and there was there's not like any like it's not like you know it's a great message yeah it's not like macklemore corny where it's like (laughs) you know like self-righteous and you know just like look at how you know like or like logic corny even yeah uh macklemore would have taken the 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 vocals of the kids talking about their memories made that the vocal sample of the beat and then like rapped about how hey i'm white and i get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah right yeah that's it I might I'm be white, white but I, I feel you guys. <laughs> right. So that that's what that would have been. It's not on that level of corniness, but I'm like, uh, I I cringed a little bit, and I normally cringe at Tyler lyrics for different reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like usually it's it's for uh, yeah, like for for like what we said, like these like kind of shock value, like right? Just just saying edgy stuff purely for the sake of saying it. Yeah, uh, this like is that kind of stuff, and this, but this is, yeah, you're right. It's just kind of like, eh, it's just lame. And then like the, <laughs> the bridge, just take me back, take me back. Like, mm-hmm. take me like back, the take the, me back. the the song, like it's not a bad track because again, like the production kind of sells it. I think it's the best know? of the last three tracks. Like of those, yeah, last I three, yeah. I agree too. Yeah. The, yeah, I agree too. Um, but the, but yeah, it's just like. I don't know. It's just corny. It's just mm. it's just like the nostalgia is such a hard thing mm. to pull off mm. in not a corny way. Right. Um yeah. that like I kind of I admire him for trying because you know it is like a real thing and people, you know, people do experience that stuff, but it's like it's so hard to pull it off in like an artistic way that's like not just cornball stuff. Right. And it's a pretty derivative like song concept like hey take me back to this time i thought was good like i I feel like i've heard that on every single album but uh, yeah because everybody has those feelings i don't like it doesn't matter who you are you know right like yeah and everybody everybody has that kind of you know because that's what that's part of what being alive is so you know it's like (laughs) it's not like it's not like you know I don't know. It's not like it's like nostalgia is just so hard to express because one, it's subjective and two, literally everybody experiences that to pretty much the same extent here or there, you know? Right. So uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, it is, it is kind of corny, but I don't know. I think that like, like, like Drake on take care, like he, that, that, I love it already. I don't know where you're going with this, but I love it already. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think he did a really good job of kind of capturing it in a in a in a in a creative way mm-hmm. for the most part. 
there's still a lot of corniness involved in that. Drake has no choice um, but to be corny. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he's he's a good example of like of like just kind of committing to it and 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 making something distinct out of it. You know, making some stuff that's kind of interesting and distinct out of it. I think. Um, what a but. What negatives what? did you have, uh, other than I guess if we agree on the ending, um, um, song links just a little bit mm-hmm. too too much um, on some of these. Like, and then uh, I mean, there's there's not a ton. Like, I would say lyrically, like there there are mm-hmm. points where it's not impressive, but like I mean, because the, there are, but like really like there's there's so many moments that i am wowed by and like the production makes up for anything else because it sells the whole project in such a well crafted way um that you know i don't have a lot of complaints um, as far as those go and there's nothing like there's nothing like standing out lyrically i agree 100 percent. that i'm like that i'm that i'm just like you know that was bullshit like it's not like it, it like it's like a it's like a Kanye record. It's like Life of Pablo without <laughs> without the uh, without all of the bleached asshole lines. <laughs> I think uh, uh, one of my biggest I don't want to maybe not a big complaint, but just as I've been listening to this over and over again, I've come to realize that a lot of my favorite moments on this record have like zero to do with Tyler the Creator outside of the production. Like I love the the 911 vocals. I love especially love the first like minute and a half of boredom. Uh I think the the hooks are great from the guest artists. Um but other than like the garden shed verse, there isn't a lot lyrically within a rap verse by Tyler the Creator that I'm just like floored by. Like I think it's the Mr. Lonely versus I, I think is really true. well done too. That's true. That's a good and, and uh, the forward verse I thought was very yeah was right, very yeah. good. But I'm not coming back to a lot of like quotables or uh, really interesting rhyme patterns or like a lot of interesting flow patterns for that matter. Um, I, yeah, I just <laughs> eh is kind of my feeling on like a lot of this lyricism, which is a step yeah, up from making me like cringe back in my chair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it's more, there. it's more forgettable lyrically right. than it is like bullshit. It's, it's, you know? it's adequate. It's fine. But yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not forgettable. Cause it's not like bad. It's just, yeah, you're right. It's like, it's like, it's, it's good enough. It's good enough. Exactly. And then the, but, but, and then I think that the production kind of elevates it to, um, to this, to a much more, to a much more meaningful level than what it would have been if it was just over some average beat, you know? Agreed. All right. So you want to do final thoughts? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. We're we're like at we're like at an hour, I guess, aren't we? We're at fifty four forty nine. So yeah, dang, that went by really quickly. Yeah, well, you know, start talking about how great this album is, and it's just like we get wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Time flies. I don't know what they say, but <laughs> God, damn. oh, let's look at the time. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, all right, who started okay, this? Um, yeah, you want you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Fuck it, I'll go first. 
Um, okay, I'll go ahead and go first. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, so, okay, my final thoughts, courtesy of Will Brost, your host. Um, yes. Of, of the Under you. the Scope podcast. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, on which, on this episode, we're talking about Tyler the Creator's Scumfuck Flower Boy album. Um, anyway, final Which thought. is known as Flower Boy, but is promoted as Scumfuck Flower Boy. It- <laughs> 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 All right, so... Oh, I, uh, to, to begin my final thoughts... Which are not actually his <laughs> final thoughts, because he will go on living after this, but just for the sake of the episode, these are his final thoughts. And we'll probably share more of, of our opinions on this record after our final thoughts anyway, because we tend to do that. But <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. Um, so, to begin my quote-unquote final thoughts, um, is a point that I kind of forgot to mention during our, our main discussion so I'm glad I, I kind of remembered this. Uh, 2017 has been, among other things, a year of surprisingly mature records. Um, Jay-Z returned to his, not to step on our blog, but I'm going to. Uh, he returned to his, <laughs> uh, his more sophisticated side um, by showing like his vulnerability on the 444 album. Uh, Mac DeMarco... Uh, restrained his humor and his odd personality and showcased a more tender side of him on uh, This Old Dog, which is still one of my favorite records of the year. Um, But Flower Boy's level of maturity was like completely out of left field for me, um, considering who Tyler has been in the past. Um, If anything, I'm going to give this album credit for more focused lyrical content that doesn't make me uh, cringe um, oh and I wrote an example <laughs> from because I listened to some of his older stuff uh, afterward um, the very first track on Goblin he has this line and he says sorry he says uh, the devil doesn't wear Prada I'm clearly in a fucking oh. white tee <laughs> like Jesus Christ. yeah 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 <laughs> yep. so yeah, edgy <laughs> yeah that is that is that's that is triple X. That is edgy. <laughs> that is straight edge. Just like, hey, I'm the devil. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but on on this album, there isn't a whole lot of edginess. Actually, there's like zero edginess. Uh, it's mostly just very genuine emotion. Uh, I think we saw this uh, kind of creeping up on a couple of songs on Wolf, such as uh, "I Fucking Hate You." Or answer, which was about you know his relationship with his dad that hasn't been in touch, um, but the emotion has never been like as fully formed as it is on Flower Boy, um, and we've touched on this, but it's his greatest work uh, from an instrumental standpoint. I think by a good margin, uh, it's very colorful, often gorgeous, uh, ton of synths, strings, brass, etc. Um, however, I think people. Critics included, fans included. Um, oh, and real quick, this is really resonating with like the indie community, I guess, because it is like less straight up hip hop and a little more of a blend of like hip hop. Yeah, right. Soul. Yeah, if there was if there was a hip hop project for indie heads, this is of of the year. This is what it is. Absolutely agree. Um, th- so people seem to love this, I think, more than I do. 
uh, I thought the greatest songs were in like the middle of the project. Um, you know, the beginning couple of songs were okay for me. Uh, here and there throughout the middle, just a couple of songs. But most of the, the, the best content is between tracks like 4 and 10. Um, everything else is just fine, especially the end, which is just did not really deliver for me. Especially that four-minute instrumental to like close off the entire project. I thought when that came in, I thought it was going to be great because I liked the sound of it and I'm like, wow, this doesn't change up that much over four minutes other than a couple of Pharrell ooh and ah vocals. So Yeah, it's like a, it's basically just a freestyle beat. Yeah, 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 we're going to freestyle over it when I, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so many songs on here are just fine. Uh, A couple of them are legitimately great. I think probably 911 and Boredom and See You Again are probably my top three. Those songs are great, among the best in Tyler's discography. Uh, I can't say I loved this album as a whole, um, but I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. So, 7. Pretty close to an 8, but a 7. Nice. Yeah, yeah I... Uh, I... I going into this i i think i was at my most neutral as far as like artists because we've had a lot of artists like um uh dirty projectors uh, xx um arcade fire review impending oh yeah that's coming Um, up and um and uh who else has come out with oh i mean jay-z artists that artists that we know and you know have loved in the past and um, have come out with work and I've felt a pretty you know distinct way towards them one way or another mm-hmm. um, before I was listening to their new albums Fleet Foxes just a, a good example of that too oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah Fleet Foxes yeah <laughs> um, and uh, but this one like I didn't know like how to feel like going into it really you know because like it feels like it's been I mean because like Cherry Bomb was such like to me after wolf and after everything felt like you know and and after odd future had broken up and tyler was just kind of going off into just kind of weird shit with his adult swim show and everything else you know Mm -hmm. like basically just being a twitter guy for a little (laughs) while you know like kind of just being a twitter celebrity for a second you know that's what it felt like almost um just a personality yeah right just being a personality so I really didn't know what to feel like going into this because I didn't know what to expect. And I was like very pleasantly surprised first off, especially coming off of what, um, what I was, what I was, what I was like coming off of with his last project. Um, and then, you know, and also just like, I was surprised musically and I was also surprised, like you said, by the maturity of this thing Mm -hmm. because over the course of that many years this guy has like really grown and you can tell as a person he's really grown and he's really become more comfortable with himself as a person and the way that this shines through on this record um i think is the biggest takeaway to get from this um, and I think that that's what's resonating with a lot of people, and I think that that's why they like it so much, is because of how transparent and how 
how like how much growth you can see from this guy that was previously such an anarchist edgy little fuck <laughs> like <laughs> you know <laughs> I, love yeah, I mean seriously <laughs> yeah 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 you know so like that was previously just like that guy and i loved like you know that that aspect of him too but like that's really what he was and and it's like and i think that that's really what's resonating with people and i think that that's like the important takeaway to get from this um because it does shine through in a really in a really interesting and creative way and um and it's and it's very meaningful um, there are some things that like I do get kind of just like I just get weary of with just it just feels like some of the ideas on here are a little bit like over over stretched mm. and um, again song lengths take take part into that lyrically like we said it's like mm-hmm, you know, yeah it's there's some parts there's some parts that maybe go oh yeah but the most part it's like oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I sound like when I'm listening to new music. <laughs> or if I don't like something, it's just like <laughs> just articulate a thought. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, anyway, so but I think that um, I think that the the level of the level of skill that he shows with his production is extremely impressive. Um, he's curated all these features really interestingly, um, and, uh, and 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 done a good job with that. He's he's got a lot of really great choruses on here. Some good subject matter um, that's not too think PC and also not too uh, too corny, except for on you know, certain tracks like what we were talking about earlier. Right. For the most part, it's not a corny album, though. I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. Um, but there are a few things like that here and there. Um, so overall, I'm very positive on the majority of this record. Um, but there are some things here and there that are just kind of forgettable or, you know, just meh. So I'm at a seven on it, too. Hey. And I honestly, like, right when I first heard it, like, I would have been completely at an eight. Oh, okay. Um, or, you know, or at close to a nine, probably not like exactly. Right. But like, you, you know, like closer to that, but like, uh, there, I mean, it's, it's just kind of clear, like just how, like going forward, like unsatisfying some aspects of this. Are. Right. But I'm not disappointed in this. Like I was a little bit with like XX or dirty projectors where I was expecting something like an eight or a nine and I got yeah, a seven. Right. Yeah. Like this one is like a lot more meaningful and I think important than, uh, than what a seven would give it credit for. But that's where I'm at. Like, sure. you know, musically speaking, at least I agree. Um, final thought, my uh, uh, final, final thought. Uh, <laughs> oh, so by the let's way, go, that, now let's go into our final. Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that puts our, our average at a seven, you know, seven and seven, is 14 14 divided by 2 is 7 um, mm. but a final thought 
I actually kind of like Jaden Smith on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I was like, I, I, so when I first listened through to it, I just pressed play and I let it go. I didn't like look at track listings or anything. Uh-huh. I was like, I was like cleaning my my house and I was just listening to it like that. And then, uh, and I liked the pothole song, the the hook that he sings, the pothole, looking for the pothole song. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty good. I just went to and then I look later on, and I see it's Jane Smith. Yeah, I had and no I was idea. Like, wait, what? I had no idea. Like the first three or four listens, I had no idea that was Jaden Smith. And sure enough, yep. He, I'm like, all right. Not yeah, bad. he did a good job. Like, yeah, yeah, like he did. So I think that that might be a testament to Tyler being a you know good really. Uh, really good producer mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's probably more likely than jaden smith being like the goat i don't know Could, yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with that logic yeah first. <laughs> right. all right guys uh it's a seven out of ten for under the scope thank you for listening don't forget to check out under the scope site.wordpress.com for a soon to be published blog review of the new jay-z project Uh, As Patrick alluded to, there is another podcast coming up for the latest Arcade Fire record. Um, It's going to be exciting because there have been mixed reviews to this point, Uh, and Arcade Fire is probably one of our favorite bands. I I think that's safe to say. Um, Yes. uh, Suburbs Suburbs was like... I think my favorite album of 2011. Yeah, and funerals, which was a yeah. big year. Yeah, it was a big yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, but is suburbs better than everything now? I guess we'll have to figure that out uh, next time we talk on this. Next podcast. time on <laughs> Under the Scope. <laughs> next time, uh, Arcade Fire. So un- <laughs> until then, I should probably listen to that record. And mm-hmm. thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Will. And as always, anytime. And I'll see you later. Well, not, I guess I won't see you later. I'll like, we'll we'll talk on the, okay. All right, I'm just going to end now.